0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. I'm I'm continuing with my message, but I'm going to combine it with a Christmas message today. Amen. And we are in faith additives. And um, have you guys figured out what we need to add to our faith? Virtue. Amen. Knowledge self-control, perseverance. Amen. And then we got three more. Godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Amen? And that's, that could sum up the whole Christmas story. Amen? Uh, uh, love, brotherly kindness, and, uh, and, um, and, and walking in these attributes is going to be the key to us walking in fruitfulness. And, you know, the key to our walk with God and, and you, you may say, what is my calling? Uh, you know, I, I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, he wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to bear fruit in your life. And that's more than just walking in the fruit of the Spirit. That's just, I'm, I believe that God wants us living the abundant life. Amen. Amen. In every area of life. That's what Jesus died for. So we're going to talk to you about uh, attributes of godliness, and I'm going to talk to you first of all about some keys. Why Jesus? Why why God sent Jesus to this planet? Why Jesus had to come here? Amen. And uh, it was a promise in Genesis. Jesus knew uh, in his foresight that by giving man free will, that man would mess up. Amen. That's the, that's the, that's the problem, you know, uh, you know, angels are there to obey God, but, but God gave men free will. And so in that free will, we chose the wrong thing, but God in his foresight, the Bible says that Jesus was the lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. So, so Jesus was already thought of before we were created. In other words, God had His backup plan. Right. Any of you have any backup plans? You ever had a backup plan for something if something did not work out, Amen. Today we, 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 you know, uh, well, we have backup plans for everything. We cooked the turkey today, and we were going to do one out outside and do a um, um, uh, what is it, a deep-fried turkey, but it rained. So we put one in the oven. Amen. And so that's the backup plan. If if, if all else fails, find the oven. But 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 God had the backup plan because he knew that we uh, uh, people, human beings are fallible. But thank God he sent Jesus. And in Genesis uh, uh, in Genesis 315, it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise his hill. So we see here, this is the first prophetic promise that God is, uh, w- was set to send Jesus so that he can really set mankind free, not just from the tyranny of the devil, but a lot of times he needs to set us free from ourselves. Can I get an amen? If it wasn't for God in my life, I don't know where I would be at. Amen. And, uh, but thank God for God. Amen. Being in our lives, helping us to to walk in godliness. And that's today, it's attributes of being a godly person. Amen. And so God wants us walking in godliness. He wants us walking in brotherly kindness. He wants us walking in love. Amen. And so we see here in Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And he shall call his name Emmanuel. So Jesus was presented to the world, we know, on Christmas Day as a baby. But uh, Jesus um, is the express image of God the Father. Amen. And Jesus is truth and grace personified. And Jesus uh, uh, was, was revealed to us as a babe and that's part of God's nature. You know, Jesus is the, is the humble, merciful, high priest. Glory to God. And so we see that. I, I love what it says in Isaiah 6, 9, 6, and 7. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it, and with it and will not go away. Praise God. So we see this that Jesus was was presented to us, and we see that the government will be on his shoulders. How many realize this that, that the natural governance of this world is not being controlled by God? Amen. Amen. That's why we need to be praying for our government. That's why the Bible says pray for those that are in authority. Why? Because we need to get God into our government. We need to get God into the governments of this world. We're called to get God into governments. Amen. We're called to, to, to uh, get the word of God into every nation of this world. And I believe that's what Exceed Life is doing. Amen. Amen. So so there's uh three things that Jesus came to do, and he came to save us. Uh he came to save mankind. In John three sixteen, seventeen. This is the pinnacle scripture that I love. And I love this scripture because we should be quoting this scripture during Christmas. Amen? To people that don't know Jesus. And John three sixteen and seventeen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. You know, when I'm out there witnessing and I'm talking about Jesus, some of the first things I say to people, a lot of times it's, it's when I'm at the grocery store and I'm talking to the cash register lady or um, wherever I might be at. Um, mainly I'm at the grocery store a lot. And I would say, do you go to church around here? And uh, and uh, or I may quote a scripture. I said, do you know what Christmas is all about? I think I did that the other day. I said this to this lady. Do you know what Christmas is all about? And she just said, is this the trick question? <laughs> is this a trick question? <laughs> what is what is Christmas? All, is, is this a trick question? <laughs> and I said, no, it's not a trick question. What, what do you think? I said, it's about Jesus. Oh, she's. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I've been to church. And I said, okay. I said, have you ever heard of John 3, And she said, oh, yeah, I think I've heard that before. <laughs> and I said, well, are you in church today? Oh, no, I'm not. But I really should get back into church. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, you're missing out on so many good things. I wasn't there to beat her up for not being at church. I was there to encourage her to come to church. And I said to her that God is doing amazing things In Exceed Life Church. He's healing, delivering, and setting people free. He's blessing people. And you don't want to miss out on the blessing. I mean, by the time I was done, she was begging to come to Exceed Life Church. No, I'm kidding. But anyway. (laughs) Amen. But uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that we're here to make Jesus uh, um, very tasteful in this society. I know we're supposed to be called salt we're supposed to be called salt. Salt uh, adds flavor, amen. It's also a preservative. We're supposed to be light to a dark world. We're called to be salt and light out here, amen. And we're called to, to, to reach people for the kingdom. You know, I know what God's heart is. You know, you know, I study the Word of God so much, I know what's on God's heart. And His heart is for church to be filled, His heart is for every seat to be filled. It's not just a pastor's dream. It's the it's it's God's dream. Remember when Jesus said that he he, he gave a story and he said, uh, you know, go out and invite people into the wedding feast. And, and then the, the, the guy came back and uh, they, they invited him. He said, well, all these people are too busy. One says that he has to take care of this. One says they uh, and then Jesus said, and Jesus said, and then the man says, just take anybody Bring anybody into the hall. Bring them all in. The lame, the, the weak, the blind. Bring them all in. What is God looking for? He's looking for a full house. That's not just good in poker, amen? A full house for church, glory to God. Man, you guys are catching my jokes here, amen? <laughs> anybody ever played poker in the house? Nobody. Okay, we'll continue. And... uh <laughs> Yeah. Hallelujah. So Jesus came, amen, to save mankind. I like what it says in John 10:10. 10, 10. Jesus came uh, to, you know, it says the thief comes to steal, kill, the story, but Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So he wants us to have that abundant life. Amen. You know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And so we have that eternal life in Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be days where we may struggle in our attitudes. It could be this morning when it was raining and, 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 and all this. We struggle. But God wants us counted in all joy. Why? Because we have a home in heaven. Our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Glory to God. We have something to be joyful over. Glory to God. My, my preaching is better than your amens this morning. Amen. Thank you, sister. <laughs> Number 2, the 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 uh Jesus came to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is is so many blessings to the Holy Spirit in our life and he's our comforter, he's our advocate, he's our standby, he's our very present help in time of need. The Holy Spirit's there for us. So we're never alone, even though we may be single. There's are singles here in in exceed life church. Amen. And even though you're single, you're never alone because you have the Holy Spirit always with you. Do you believe that today? And Jesus came that that we could have the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said and Jesus said in one of the passages that that it's it's it's. It's important that he goes away when he was talking to his disciples. And he said, if I don't go, I cannot send the Holy Spirit to abide in you. And so Jesus c- came to this earth not only to get salvation to us, to give us a revelation of the goodness of the, of the Father. But he came so that we could have, be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit empowers us and helps us to do even the hard things in life. Do you believe that today? So I, I, so in John 14, 16, he said, he, he prayed that another helper would come. And we have that helper. We should be excited that we have the Holy Spirit. We should be excited. Sometimes when I'm talking, and I talk a lot, uh, even when people aren't around, I'm talking, if I'm not talking to Yen, I'm talking to the Lord. Is there anybody out there that talks to the Lord? Amen. Amen. Now, you want to do it privately in your car and not out in front of the public because people might think you're a little cuckoo. But, you know, you need to be talking to the Lord. Hey, Lord, you know, uh, this is a gorgeous day. This is a beautiful day. I love you. I love you, Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, when we we engage in communication with God, God becomes more real to us. And we need to get a reality of, of God in our lives. You know, Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one. He came to to set the captives free. I like what it says in 1 John 3, 8, the Amplified. It says, uh, But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned, violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, to destroy, to loosen, to dissolve, The works of the devil. And so this is the reason why Jesus came. He came to set the captives free. He came to undo the works of the evil one. And what are the works of the evil one? Number one is spiritual darkness. The devil wants to keep people in spiritual darkness. The devil wants to keep us estranged from God. The devil wants to keep us from seeing God's goodness. God's mercies and God's love the devil he's designed to keep us and tries to keep our minds in darkness but Jesus came amen to bring the light of the gospel of God to every person in this planet and Jesus is the light and he came to bring the light to each one of us and so he came to undo the works of the evil one and I like what it says in Colossians two fifteen. he came to disarm principalities and powers He made a public spectacle of them over them in it, in Colossians 2.15. So Jesus took the keys of death, hell, and the grave so that we can walk triumphant over death. Glory to God. See, I believe this, that we're in the end days, and I believe that Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. And how many people are ready for the return of Jesus? And I'm believing that I'm not going to see this this side of the grave, that that I believe that each one of us are going to be raptured, We won't see death, but we'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. How many people are expecting that even coming sooner than we think? And I'm telling you, I am expecting that. We have that glorious promise of the resurrection and we thank God for it. God is a supernatural God, a God of miracles. And we know this, that godliness is one of the keys to the blessings of God in our lives. When we, when we adhere to adding to our faith these principles that I've been talking to you about through the weeks, that godliness is a key. We see that, that, that some of the people in, in the New Testament walked in godliness. Let's look at Luke 1, 5 through 20. And it says here, this is the account of Zacharias. And it says, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, A certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, his wife was the daughters of Aaron and his name and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. I just want to focus on that. They were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord and blameless. Amen. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. I'm going to say this, that we we could be doing all the right things, but there still could be barrenness in each one of our lives in some area of our lives. And for them, there was a that Elizabeth, they believed God for a child and they were barren. And I'm going to say this, as long as we keep walking right before God, we're going to see our prayers answered because the Bible says that that the angel came to Zacharias. I'm not going to read this whole account. But the angel came, Gabriel, from the throne of God, and he came to Zechariah, and he said that your prayers have been heard, and you will have a son next year. And, uh, and he gave him this glorious, miracle Christmas present. And we know Zechariah didn't respond the right way. And he said, how is this going to happen? I'm old, my wife's old. It's, it's, in other words, it's way too late for the miracle. I'm going to say this is never too late for any miracle for our lives. No matter where we might be at, no matter what might, might be the situation we may be encountering, God is hearing our prayers and he's answering our prayers. You believe that? And even if we foul it up every once in a while, sometimes we don't get it right every once in a while. And we know that that uh, that Zechariah, when he was in front of the angel and he did not respond the right way, the angel had mercy on him, and the angel said, "You will not speak until your son is born. That was mercy. that wasn't judgment. Why do I say that was mercy? Because we can mess up our own miracles by what we say. In other words, remember in the Old Testament Remember that, that they, the Israelites had to conquer one of the largest cities and it was Jericho. And remember Jericho was probably the most impregnable city out there, had the highest walls. It was probably the most difficult city to, to, to tackle. And remember God told them that to walk around that city every day for six days, right? And then, and then he said on the, and not say a word. Don't say a word when you're walking around. And then he, he told him on the seventh day, walk around seven times. Don't say a word until I tell you. Until on the seventh time around, you shout. So what it was the angel? What was God? God was having mercy on Zacharias because his, his own words could have messed up the promise of God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Some people say, oh, he got in trouble. No, he got the blessing. Why? Because, you know, I really believe it was Elizabeth Faith that got got the job done. I'm going to say this to you today, that some of you wives out here, your faith is is great and strong. And thank God, some of your faith is is bringing in the the blessings into the household. I'm saying so. I have some women of faith in the church. Now, I know I got some men of faith, too. Glory to God. Uh, Let's get an amen over here. Amen. I know I got some faithful men of faith. Glory to God. But it seems like those ladies know how to pray. Amen. 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 So we got some men that know how to pray, too. I'm not going to discount the men. But what I'm saying is that it's faith of a mother, faith of a, a of a mother that desires their children to be saved. I mean, it was the faith of my mom. Glory to God. That prayed in, you know, my dad and my, and, and my brother's glory to God. She was the only Christian standing in the household. Can you believe that? With a bunch of heathens. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying Dave? I'm telling you, we were heathens. When they went out of town, party! Anybody remember those days? Amen. So I was we were like that but thank God God got a hold of the family. Why? Because of a faithful prayers of of a mother, glory to God. And I'm telling you, when when you're walking right, even though you might have some unbelief, there might be some unbelief. Every once in a while, you might have some fear, doubt, and unbelief creeping in. Just shake it off like Paul shook off that snake, glory to God. Don't stay in doubt. Don't stay in the FUD. Don't stay in doubt and unbelief and uncertainty. Shake those things off. Believe that there's going to be better days ahead. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You just can't allow any setbacks to make you step back in, until you, you know, back up and, and not believe. Keep believing. Amen. Keep believing, glory to God. So we got to keep believing in Zacharias. We know that that that, uh, that uh, the key was, the three keys that they walked in, they walked up right before the Lord. You know, if you're going to walk in godliness, you need to walk upright before the Lord. In Psalms 117, it says, for the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. I'm going to say it again. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. And the upright will see his face. I want to see the Lord's face. Psalms 125.4 says, Lord, do good to those who are good and to those who are upright in heart. Glory to God. I love what it says in Psalms 18, 24. Therefore, the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, my moral character and spiritual integrity, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Now, you might be saying this morning, well, pastor, it's not about works. It's about grace. And I can just automatically walk in the blessings of God because it's all grace, not about works. Well, you know, faith has action. And we're called to do good works, like I preached last Sunday, not to do bad works. Or we're called to walk in goodness, not to walk in uh, evil. Right. And so and so he's the, the psalmist saying, God rewarded me according to my righteousness. Oh, my Lord Jesus. In other words, when we put down the things of the flesh and we pick up godliness There's a reward that comes after. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, there's, there's rewards to godliness. The Bible says Jesus said, when you pray in your closet, shut your door, nobody looking, and God will reward you openly. When you give and you don't tell everybody how much you're giving to everybody, now there's every once in a while you need to give a testimony, but when you give, you, you don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. So or your right or your left hand know what your right hand's doing, right? And so you give, but God will, will reward you openly. When you fast, you fast sometimes in secret, but when you do that, God will reward you openly. Are you listening to what I'm saying To Godliness pays rich dividends. Somebody say, I don't serve God for, for him to bless me. I just serve God because he's great. Well, I, I beg to differ. I think we're all looking for the reward of answered prayer. Don't tell me you're not looking for some answered prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I want reward of answered prayer. I want reward of uncommon favor. The Bible says, when your ways are pleasing to the Lord, He will make even your enemies be at peace with you. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Your enemies be at, in other words, the, the, the mouth of the lions have to be shut. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, number two... Uh, Zacharias and, and Elizabeth or Zechariah, either way, uh, they served God faithfully. They served God. They were con- he was constantly doing the work of the Lord even though there were barrenness in their life. It, it takes lo- great faith to keep going in God when you're not seeing the blessing in your life. Can I preach to somebody today? It takes great faith to keep walking with God, even though you're not seeing tangible blessings in your life right at this moment. It takes great faith. It takes no faith to serve God when everything's going well. It takes no faith to serve God when everything's good. When the bank account is full, the kids are you know, healthy, everybody's healthy, uh, the, the wife is cooking good dinners. It takes no faith. takes faith when the wife burns the, the, the dinner. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You hear what I'm saying to you today. Amen. Glory to God. So, so we need to serve God faithfully. Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man will abound in blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Amen. So a faithful man will abound in blessings. Uh, Galatians 6.9, So let not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time we will reap the harvest, Or the blessing if we don't give up. That's a New Living Translation. I love that. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. See, the devil wants to wear you down. He wants to get you to a point where you say, it's not worth doing, it's not worth reading my Bible anymore. Nothing seems to be happening. It's not worth praying. I'm not seeing any answered prayer. It's it's not worth fasting. I'm not losing any weight. No, that's not the reason why you fast. But anyway. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? No, don't get tired of doing good. Do not cast away your confidence, as it says in Hebrews 35, 6, which has great reward for you have need of endurance or patience. So after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Number three, Zacharias, he offered incense to the Lord in the temple. And incense is a, it, it, it's a revelation or an understanding of the incense. It's really, it, it's, it's like to praise and worship. The Bible talks about that when we lift our hands to the Lord, we're giving an offering unto God. It's an offering of worship unto our living God. So when you raise your hands to the Lord, you're actually, you're actually praising God. You're worshiping God. And it's like an incense. And I'm going to say this. If you want to, see, if you want to walk in godliness, you need to be a worshiper. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm talking about you need to have K-Love on all the time. You say, I'm not a K-Love guy. Amen. Well, you got to have whatever whatever Christian radio station you listen to. Amen. And you need to listen to that radio station, that that worship music. I'm starting to play worship every day on my Alexa. I say, play worship music. And I have that running all day. And I find myself worshiping the Lord all day. All day long, and if you're a godly person, you are a worshiper. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Not just on Sunday morning. Not just the three songs that we sing, Lord of God. No, you're worshiping God every day. There's a book we're going to be giving each one of you, Christmas presents. Amen. We bought, we got, got you guys some Christmas presents. Sorry for those that's watching online. You need to come to church. Amen. And, uh, but we got you some Christmas presents and we got these special books and, 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 and the title of it is Worship. And not Just a Song by Norval Hayes. And Norval Hayes was raised up by God. He was a, he was a, a, a minister that was known by a lot of ministers. He, he traveled the world. He, he, was, he was called out of the business world. He, was, he, he, he made a lot of money in the business world. And then God took him out of the business world. But he was a businessman, Christian businessman slash um, servant of the Lord. He was a preacher. So he was a preacher and a businessman. And he was a multimillionaire. And God made him a multimillionaire, would show him pieces of property to buy, and then he would buy it, and then he would use that money to help build uh, uh, churches and do all this stuff, and God was just showing him how to make money. Glory to God. And, uh, and, and this came all about when God gave him the revelation that, that, that the revelation was that God told Norval Hayes that my people don't worship me enough most my people are are, are, are struggling and there's sickness and all this and if they would start worshiping me they won't won't have all these problems cuz i would do miracles in their life and so and so he got this revelation and this book is amazing i started reading it myself and I, that's why i'm putting on all the worship music i'm trying to get into worship more hallelujah and he said that it will change your life and he said that he used to take up offerings for different projects and when he started worshipping God the money would just come in Are you listening to what I'm talking about today So if you're going to be a godly person you need to be a worshipper You need to learn to worship God Amen number 4 key uh, they 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 were prayer warriors and, and and you need to be a person of prayer that means that you need to st- that that means that you need to stay in q- Uh, Constant communication with God. A godly person has God on their mind all the time. Oh man, I'm. Can I say this again? A godly person, godliness means you have God on your mind all the time. You're always thinking about the Lord. You're always thinking about how to please God. You're always thinking about the Scriptures. You're, You're you're quoting Scriptures. You're thinking about God. God is always on your mind. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, we were on his mind. Amen. We were on his mind. God was thinking about us, but we always need to be thinking about God. So when we walk in godliness, we're going to see those those blessings in our lives. We know that that, uh, Mary... The, the, the angel came to Mary on the on sixth month. And we know this, it said in Luke one twenty six 26 26-28. On the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. That's amazing how many people want to be highly favored ones in the eyes of the heavenly father. And we see this and and then we see that that uh, she she was, you know, she was troubled. It said, but when she saw him, she was troubled and said and considered what manner of greeting it was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the son of the highest of the Lord God. Will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel was answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son in her old age and this is now the sixth month for her who called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then she said, behold this maidservant of the Lord let it be done unto me according to your word and the angel departed from her. So we see this that that ain't that that Mary, the keys to Mary's blessing and the, the keys to her being godly, she was a godly person, she was pure. Glory to God. She was a virgin. She was she kept herself pure. And, and I'm gonna say this you know, with us today, we can keep ourselves pure too by watching what we look at, by being careful what we look at, what we read, what we entertain. Uh, We want to make sure that we're not entertaining things that are ungodly. We want to make sure that we're that we're reading things that are godly, that would encourage us towards godliness and holiness. Are we can I get an amen today? You know, when I watch a movie and if it's a rated R movie and it's a good storyline, I like to take clear play, which is it's designed to cut out all the cussing, the nudity, uh, and uh, and any really bad violent acts. So when you do that, it cuts out the entire movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> then you got no movie to watch. That, that's all the good stuff, Pastor. I mean, you want to cut out all the good stuff? And uh, but uh, no, I want to. I want to clear some of these. There's good storylines, but you don't have to have all the GDs. You don't have to have all the cussing. You don't have to have all that. It could still be a good uplifting movie with all that stuff. So what I try to do is keep my eyes virgin. Keep my ears virgin. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Keep my heart virgin. In other words, in, in goodness, be an expert. The Bible says in goodness, be an expert in goodness. But in evil, be an novice at evil. In other words, don't be, don't be perfected in evil. No, no. Be perfected in goodness. Be, be perfected in that, glory to God. So, so, she, so she was pure, amen? And we know this, that, that 1 Timothy 1, 5, it says, Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. So we have to have glory to God. We have to have a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And when we have, a, when we have these attributes... We're walking in godliness. Uh, she walked in humility. She said, the maidservant of the Lord. She, uh, she said, you know, what kind of greeting was this? She didn't get pumped up in, in pride because the angel said she was highly favored of God. She stayed humble in God. And I'm telling you, one of a godly attribute is humility. It's staying humble in God. It, it's, it's walking humbly under The God Almighty. And the Bible says when we walk humbly under him, more grace is added to us, as it says in James 4.6. Amen. And in 4.10, in James 4.10, he says, as we walk humbly, God lifts us up. Glory to God. So we see that she walked in humility and she also walked in childlike faith. And I'm telling you, godliness is taking God at his word and believing it no matter what the circumstances are telling us. And when, when she said how this was going to happen, how was, I'm going to get, how was she going to get pregnant? He said, the God Almighty will overshadow you. The Most High God will impregnate you by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, she said, I receive it. I believe it and I receive it. And that settles it. How many people read your Bible and you see a promise of God's word and maybe your life is not lining up to it exactly according to that promise. But don't go with what your, what your uh, circumstances are lining up with. Go with what the word says. And stand on the promise of the word because you continue to stand on the promise of the word. The word will eventually become your reality. Your circumstances and whatever you're dealing with is subject to change. And with God, all things are possible. And so she had childlike faith. She said, according to your word, let it be unto me. How many people are saying that when they read the promises of God's word? How many people are saying that? Or are you doubting God's promises if things aren't looking good are you doubting what God no no if you do what God tells you to do if you're a tither and you give offerings well there's got to be a blessing that will be so big in your life that you won't even have room to contain it you may say I haven't found haven't seen it yet it's coming it's coming I'm telling you, my wife and I have had, had overwhelming blessings come in our life through the years. And I'm just telling you, out of box blessings that we, we didn't even figure. It just came upon us. And on a suddenly, a suddenly, a blessing came in our life. Suddenly, this happened in our life. Suddenly, that happened in our life. Yeah, we had to do some things. We had to obey and do some things. But God did some things. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I'm, I'm talking to you about godliness this morning, attributes of godliness. and when we walk in these attributes, we're going to see the blessings of God. We know that there's two other people I want to talk about I'm closing down. There's Simeon, and Simeon was a priest uh, in the church, and uh, he was he was very close to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit told Simeon that you're going to see the promised child before you die. And he was believing that and he was old and it says here in Luke uh, 22, in Luke 2, excuse me, 25 through 33, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was just and, and devout. Notice it said he was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the lord's christ so he came so he came by the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law he took him up into his arms blessed god and said notice that it says he blessed god He blessed Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people of Israel. And Joseph, his mother, marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Yes, a word will pierce through your own soul. Also, the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So we see here Simeon, was a faithful priest of God. And we see that he was a devout man that, 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 that waited on the Lord and was waiting for the promise of God. And he was waiting to... to, to and the Bible says that he came right in, the, in that church service right at the right moment. I'm going to say this, when we're walking with God and we're walking in Godliness, God's going to order our steps and we're going to walk in that that grace place right at the perfect timing. And I'm telling you, when the perfect timing hits, you have that special connection and that's where you have the blessing coming in. And I'm telling you, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord when the Lord delights in your ways. I'm going to say it again. The blessings of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord when the Lord delights in your ways. And when your ways are about the ways of God, God's going to delight in your ways. He's going to order your steps and you're going to walk in the blessings. Like my mom, she she said, I found another treasure today. I said, you did? She was at the thrift store. (laughs) And And somebody says one man's junk is another man's treasure. Have you ever drove by somebody's house and they were throwing away something? And you said, I, that's a treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has anybody ever picked up anybody off the side of the road? Somebody was throwing something away. Has anybody ever picked anything up? Yeah. Come on, give me some hands here. Yeah. Really? Oh, my God, I got some. And, and you turned it into a treasure, didn't you? Or you turned around and sold it on Offer Up. <laughs> Offer Up, Tony says, Offer Up, Offer Up. Amen. And I'll tell you, there's treasures out there all the time. And the Bible says that God will reveal treasures in secret places. That's one of my prayers. Lord, reveal to me treasures in secret places. And my mom said, I found a treasure. It, it might have been some, uh, you know, crystal, you know, glass that, she, that, that matched some of her other crystal in the house. And, and this was hard to find. But I found the treasure. I said, good, you found the treasure. And she, she, I mean, I'm telling you, these thrift stores, there's treasures in the thrift stores. Can I get an amen out here? Amen. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of the people. Some of us shop at, at, at the. There's, there's no shame in your game. There's no shame shopping at the thr- thrift store. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I know Michael, he was wearing some designer jeans with that. I said, man, those are good looking jeans. Where'd you get those at? Macy's? He said, the thrift store. And he was proud of it. I said, man, those are designer jeans. Man, $6. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? $6. $100 jeans for $6. And you can do that head move. $6. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Glory to God. That's, that's amazing. I found this $100 shirt for like $3. I found a tie for like, they, they, I can't believe it. They, I said, how much is this tie? It was, I was at the first store. How much is this tie? And I thought it was gonna be two dollars. They said it's four dollars. They said it used to be two dollars, but we doubled the price. I said, today? (laughs) Today, sir, it's four dollars. You got too excited about it. (laughs) The Bible says, the Bible actually says when you go buy in something, don't act like you really want it. It just act like, you know, the Bible actually tells you how to shop. It says, act like it's not that big a deal, like the, the, the person's offering way too much money for it. And then the Bible says, when you get it, you gloat to all your friends. Look what I've got for such a cheap deal. Amen. And so Anna is my last person I want to talk about in godliness. And Anna uh, is, was a lady. And uh, it says in Luke 2, 36 to 38. And Anna, it says, and there was, a, there was one Anna, a prophetess. The daughter of Fenuel of the tribe of Asher, She was a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow about four score and four years. That means she was 84 years of age, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Would you say that's godliness? Yeah. She was she was serving God with fastings and prayers and never departed from the church. And she is immoralized in the Bible. God saw her faithfulness and, she, and she, her name. And she's in heaven today. And we'll meet her someday. And she was so faithful. And it says here that um, she was a widow. She stayed and served God at fastings and prayers night and day. And she, and she coming in the instant... That instant, when she, when she saw the priest Simeon blessing and giving a prophecy over Jesus, she came in that instant, gave thanks likewise to the Lord, and spoke of him to them all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So she was there, and she got a new ministry that day. She, she went from a prophetess to an evangelist. She, the Bible says that from that day forward, she was encouraging people. That the child of the the most high God was born and he was coming, he was he was gonna grow into a person that would set Israel free, that would set people free, and she was used to encourage many people that came in. And I'm gonna say this to you today when we walk in godliness, we should be encouragers. We should not be discouragers. We should be encouraging one another. The Bible says come together in in the church to encourage one another as the day draws near, the day for Jesus to come back. And we need to be encouraging each other because Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. And thank God, thank God we can be so motivated by the fact that Jesus is coming back that we can start telling people that he's coming back Sooner than we think, I believe the next great event and some will beg the differ. Uh, they, they say the next great event will be the rapture of the church. But I will I, I, I beg the differ. I believe the next great event will be revival and then the rapture. And I'm looking for a revival. I'm looking for people on fire for God. I'm looking for people to get excited about God once. The Bible talks about, you know, Paul talks about in, in the book of Timothy. He was writing Timothy. He said to Timothy, stir up the gift. We need to start stirring up the gift more than ever. I know there's darkness all around us. I know that there's, there's mayhem all around us. I know we've been going through a lot as a church and through the pandemic and through everything that's been going on. But we're still here. Amen. We're still standing. Our church is still alive. There's still churches out here that have not even opened their doors. But we are open, glory to God. We're not shutting down. We're staying open. We're going to continue to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not quitting. We're just beginning. And we're going to continue to move forward. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. I thank you, Father God, that, that godliness is is the key to seeing the blessings in our lives. And Father, I just thank you, Father, for every person here in the audience and those watching online. And maybe you know you need godliness in your life. You need more of God in your life. You, you, your life seems to be barren, like Elizabeth. Your life and it was barren, and maybe it's barren today. But it can be full of joy. It can be full of God's peace and His love. So if that's you today and you're ready to make a move for Jesus, you're ready to commit fully to Jesus, just say this prayer of meaning in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org